You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to Andy Hart, Patriots.com Radio, Patriots team channel here on TuneIn. Andy, let's go back to Sunday. Even though the Patriots pounded the Dolphins, Tom Brady took a lot of hits again in that game. How concerned are you? How concerned should the team be about this trend? It's not good. Um, you know, they had cleaned it up for a few weeks. It seemed like they were trending in the right direction in terms of the protection. And then you're right, last week he got banged around quite a bit. Um, remember last week he didn't practice on Wednesday after they had already had Monday, Tuesday off. He didn't practice today. Um, I saw him in the locker room. He had his left elbow wrapped. Uh, you probably saw on TV he had a pretty good road rash or scrape there. It looked like he got his helmet, I mean, a helmet to the right hand at one point. The Achilles is still bothering him. He had the shoulder injury earlier this year. Um, you know, he's 40 years old. We know that, and we know he takes care of himself. But, you know, at some point, these cumulative hits can have an effect on a guy. And it hasn't happened yet. He's still been cruising right along. But um, the health of the offensive line, which is leading to the health questions about Brady, you know, are a concern. You're down to your third tackle on the right side there because Marcus Cannon's been out for a month plus, and now backup Ladrian Waddle's out. You know, it was good to get David Andrews back on the practice field today, but that's still a question whether he'll return to game action. So, you know, this line, you know, the Bills don't have a great pass rush, but uh, the Dolphins didn't really coming in either. You know, Cameron is a good player, Sue's a good player, but they hadn't shown the ability to really bang quarterbacks around. They certainly did on Sunday. You mentioned David Andrews, and he was out because of an illness for two games. How big of an addition would he be back on this offensive line as far as making the calls? Because He's somewhat the quarterback on the offensive line with finding the mic to where the safeties are solely as they help Tom Brady out. How much would that help them if he comes back and be able to be healthy in this game? A bit huge. Um, the coaching staff, Brady, you know, his fellow linemen, they love and trust him. You know, he, you know, a former undrafted guy, if you remember, they had Brian Stork. They won a Super Bowl with Brian Stork, who was a draft pick. And then Andrews just beat him out and, you know, took over the position the last couple of years. And there is a lot of trust there. Now, Karras was good against the Raiders, and then obviously had the huge mistake last week with the shotgun snap that turns into a touchdown for the Dolphins. He took full credit for it. Um, but he's a backup. He's, he's not as good as Andrews, and there isn't that comfort level. Um, they're going to be on the road in Buffalo where, you know, that crowd, if you give them a reason to be in the game, you know, can be a decent home crowd. Um, so noise and, and silent counts and things that, you know, for a guy who just snapped one past the quarterback, that would be a question. But you know, Andrews is a guy that is in the middle of it all. As you said, pass protection, you know, making sure everybody's on the right page. Um, so that would be a, a good step forward, especially when you're still dealing with issues on the right side. At least get one guy back. Chatting with Andy Hart, Patriots.com Radio, Patriots team channel here on TuneIn. Andy, understandably, we've been talking a lot about Eli Manning the last couple of days and how the Giants handled the benching, even though I think the move is clearly justifiable. Tom Brady's not going to play forever. How do you think Robert Kraft would get involved if Bill Belichick wanted to do something similar to Brady that happened to Manning yesterday? Yeah, I don't think it would happen. Um, they're not going to do it this way. Certainly in a situation that I've yet to have anybody really explain to me what they're doing. Um, you know, turning it over to a, uh, a career backup like Geno Smith has already proven himself not a, not a future for any team. Um, you know, that'd be like doing it right now in New England with Brian Hoyer. You know, just saying if, if Brady were struggling and they were losing, okay, we're going to turn it over to Brian Hoyer. Well, why? You know, you traded away Jimmy Garoppolo. If they were given this opportunity to Davis Webb, uh, you know, sort of like the Nathan Peterman thing in Buffalo that didn't work out. But if you were trying to find out what you had in a young guy, it might make sense. Uh, I, I can't ever see this happening and certainly not handled in a way where 
ownership, GM, coach are just not on the same page, and you, you're left with an ugly situation in which almost universally you're being criticized, whether it's current players like Philip Rivers, you know, ex-players, ex-Giants. Um, you know, this is, a, this is an ugly situation, and I do. I, I don't think they would ever let Tom Brady look bad, um, and certainly Tom Brady is a far more accomplished player with a greater track record other than just a couple Super Bowls like Eli. Um, but they would never do it, do it like this, and, and I just don't think it really should be done like this for anyone, especially when there's, there's no good reason to do it. This is, this is an ugly situation that sounds like it could cost jobs. You have to assume it probably end up, end up happening uh, when it comes to the head coach and also Eli, but Tom Brady's 26-3 and against the Buffalo Bills. I know in the first half of many of those games, Buffalo seems as if they were capable of getting a win, but of course... The New England Patriots prevailed. How, how, how afraid are the New England Patriots against this team, regardless of what the record says? Because you know how Bill Belichick is. It's not about what you've done over time. It's what you do right now. Are they prepared to get this win? Oh, they're always prepared. Um, but these division games bog down. Sometimes you're right. The, the Patriots, victory-wise, have absolutely dominated the Bills. But there's been games in there where you're right in the first half or even the second half. You know, I remember a win in Buffalo where Buffalo's kicking an onside kick a chance to, to win that game late and they don't recover the Patriots win. Well, yeah, that continues a win streak, but you know, the game was on the line with seconds to play. Um, last few trips to Buffalo, Brady's been phenomenal. I think it's 11 touchdowns, no interceptions, um, passer rating of over 110, you know, obviously all victories. And you know, the, Bill Belichick doesn't really allow a team to have a trap game. It pops up every once in a while because they're not robots. His players, he can't control the way they think, but you, know, you just listen to him this week talk about Tyrod Taylor. And this is Tyrod Taylor who was benched, what was it, two weeks ago now by his team. You would have thought they were playing the best dual-threat quarterback in the history of the game and how he's grown as a player. And, you know, it makes it so hard to defend because he can run and the this and the that. And, and you're listening to it and you're like, is this the guy whose head coach benched him a couple of weeks ago? And he really does brainwash his players and he brains brainwashes us as a media. I think sometimes, like I said, when you're listening to those conference calls, you really start to wonder, am I missing something? Is Taylor better than I think? Or, you know, last week with the Dolphins, Bill said that the Dolphins have the best skill players, maybe the best skill position players in the NFL, two good quarterbacks. And you're like, they don't have one good quarterback. Never mind two. They traded away their lead back, but he just does it so consistently that he gets his team to buy into it and he hypes them up like Lou Holtz used to. So yeah, could the Bills pull one out if they play great and get a couple turnovers and run the ball? Sure, take advantage of Patriots injuries. But it, I don't think it'll be because the Patriots are underprepared. If anything, they're overpreparing for a team that, that Bill is selling them up as more than they really are. Let's continue that Stockholm Syndrome conversation because what's going on with the <laughs> Patriots team policy about no conversation connected to celebrations. I'm not surprised, but Gronk had that great moment at the press conference on Sunday. And, Andy, we had James White on our show on Monday. He confirmed that this team cannot talk about celebrations. Right. And that's, that's the Belichick way. It's, it's not just, I can tell you today, multiple players in the locker room said they couldn't talk about Eli. Um, even backup quarterback Brian Hoyer. Nope, can't talk about Eli. If you want to talk about the Bills, I'd be happy to talk. No Eli talk. Um, Bill puts those edicts out. And he controls everything. Stefan Gilmore is not allowed to talk to the media until Friday. Why? Well, because just in case he says something that's somewhat interesting, if he says it on Friday, you sort of limit the damage. It can't go on all week because then they can't go get a reaction from the Bills locker room about his former team, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
you know, Bill laughed about it on Monday. He does a, a local radio station every week, and he sort of laughed about it and said, you know, nobody's more excited when they score than him. But he controls messages, and he knew that these celebrations, these choreographed celebrations were picking up steam. And, you know, last week he chastised us in the media with a dismissive, we don't worry about that stuff, we don't plan the halftime celebrations, which isn't even really answering a question about <laughs> touchdown celebrations. But, you know, that's, that's how Belichick is, and he, he proves yet again, as long as you win, the players will listen, and he has them brainwashed. But the one guy he can't brainwash is the, uh, the big frat boy tight end, and he certainly can't punish him because he wants the guy that scores, you know, basically a touchdown a game to continue to be having fun and, and celebrating by scoring a touchdown a game. So... I'll tell you, Patriots Football Weekly, we had uh, Brandon Cooks riding Gronk like a horse on the cover. That sells papers. Yeah. Fans love it. Everybody but Bill loves it, I guess. Move product, Andy. Well, as we say goodbye, you're a Patriot right. insider. What was that celebration? What was going on with Gronk and Brandon Cooks? Well, that was, you know, the little guy riding the big horse. Follows him into the end zone and then symbolically jumps on him. That was tremendous. And perfect Patriots Football Weekly covered. Down the stretch they come. You know, horse racing lingo for a team that's picking up steam heading towards the postseason. Stuff writes itself. You know what I'm saying? Media gold. Just like chatting with Andy Hart. (laughs) Thank you, Andy. Have a great week. We'll chat with you next week on the NFL on TuneIn. All right. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.